All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world-renowned show, podcast show, broadcast, and it is called On Track with Zach. This is actually season one, episode number two, and ladies and gentlemen, he's the man himself. Well, it's the man. That kind of sounds grammatically incorrect, but it's the man himself, Zach. What's up, everybody? It's your boy. Today's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Appreciate that, Mr. Producer. Today's a little weird. Taryn is not with us. Shout out to Taryn. But we do have someone very special instead. Yes. We have the baby. The youngest. Yeah. The yeah. baby. The baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The baby, the rapper? <laughs> or the baby, the family member? We have Miss Hope Alfred. Hope, would you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Hope. I'm the last Alfred. I'm everyone's favorite, <laughs> the funniest. Why'd you say the last Alfred? Like we've all been killed off. Oh. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 13. Yeah. Big Soon to be 14. 13 going on 25. We also have Linda, our other guest. That's right. You already know who it is. <laughs> Before we jump into today's topic, I want to ask Lyndon first and foremost. Lyndon, tell us a time you failed in life. I want to know oh, a stressful wow. situation. I want to know a time when you was like challenging, when you failed. I want to know. Oh, I got something Let for you. Let the people know. Be I vulnerable. I got something for you. So, you know, I'm a nursing student at Baylor University. It's a good time. Go but I took anatomy one this past semester, and this class is known to be the class that makes everybody drop nursing. I can't tell you how many friends drop nursing. <laughs> it's actually so sad. Anyways, okay, my first test, I studied for like two weeks the night before. I pulled an all-nighter, took the test. Everybody was like, how'd you do? I was like, I think I did good. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> everybody was praying for me. I was like, yes, I got this. Get the test back. I got a 50. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked into my room. I saw my roommate. I turned around and I left. And I went in front of the science building and I just called every single family member and I cried. So if y'all saw me outside the BSB crying, mind your business. But <laughs> that's okay. That's okay because I did pass the class. I ended up actually getting a higher grade than I thought I was going to get. So it all worked out, you know? It's a part of it. I get that. I get that. You know, I'll go into my story of failure. I'll be vulnerable real quick. And mine's a little bit like yours. I remember my first biology test. I majored in biology also where I'm at. I remember my first biology test. I was real confident about it and everything like that. And I took it. You know, I got home. I was like, man, that is easy. I'm good. Like, you know, this is going to be a breeze. I get that bad boy back. I got a 49. Mm, it runs on the fan. Yo, when you get a 49 <laughs> on a test and your major, it hits a little bit different. It sure does. Like, you start, like, rethinking college. Like, it's like, man, do I really need this? <laughs> <laughs> like, like do, I, <laughs> do I really need this degree? <laughs> but that was just a time in my life when I failed. And all that, those, those two answers to the question, I want to segue into this. We're going to be talking about adversity today. Wow, that's kind of no. scary. That was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was a little, that was a little something, something. But today we're going to be talking about adversity. And it's a topic that everybody can relate with, no matter what, what, what school you go to, whether you're in school, out of school, whatever you are, wherever you are in life, you can relate to adversity. If you haven't faced it, you're going to. And if you are facing it, this is for you, right? So today we're going to be talking about adversity. And it leads me to my first question I have for Lyndon. This is what we're going to talk about for a little bit. What are some ways that you handle adversity? Okay, when I think of adversity, I think of it more in like people 
and like yeah. having problems with people. Mm-hmm. And I was not good at handling adversity, straight up, awful, until I went to college, and especially this past semester. And I've learned that I just need to be upfront, be honest, and communicate. And that has been the best thing for me, is just being straight up honest. And now, honestly, like, I'm ready for adversity, because I'm like, we have a problem, let's handle this. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm just all about getting it out in the open, like, don't leave any room for assumptions because that's how feelings get hurt. Don't let things boil up and then you'll explode because that's how usually I am. But I'm all about getting it out. Be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I'm kind of the same way myself. Whenever it comes to adversity and challenges, I like to be upfront about it. Mine's mine's a little bit different than yours. I guess mine has more to do with like dealing with like failures and setbacks and everything like that. And I can, I can relate to you when, Early on in my life, it I was terrible at handling adversity. I, I'll be the first to admit, I'm the type of person where, like, if plan A goes wrong, I'm ready to throw in the towel because plan A was supposed to be the best plan, but it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm the producer, but I'm eating dinner. <laughs> I mean, please go. I'm looking they for a new producer. They can't, they can't see me. I got to eat. <laughs> go ahead and meet yourself. Be dope. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to adversity, like you said, Linda. I'm the type to where I wouldn't throw in the towel early. And like I said, when plan A goes bad, it's like, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm done with this. But I think growing up in my faith more and more, has it's 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 helped me to to see the other side of adversity, to know that that it has, there's a purpose to it, you know? I think that's the biggest thing for a lot of people. When you're dealing with, like, challenges and difficulties, finding the purpose in it, you know? Yeah, and I just finished reading 1 Peter, and literally it's just all about, like, living a godly life and learning how to suffer well. Mm -hmm. And, like, even in your suffering, you should be glorifying God. Like, there should be, people should look at you, and if they do say something about you or they do have ill will or ill manners or anything like wrong towards you like mm-hmm. people should be able to tell like no like that's that's not her she like yeah you know you can just tell because you're walking you're walking um i don't know in faith and you're walking and displaying christ you're magnifying christ and all you do yeah yeah i think that's one of the biggest assumptions people make you know about Christianity is like, oh, you know, Christians, you know, the people got it all going together. You know, it's it's they're perfect and all this stuff. And I think that's like, obviously, first off, it's a lie. It's not true because yeah. that's one of the things like the Bible promises, like you're going to yeah. have tough time. Like it's literally in the Bible, like James talks about it, like consider it all joy. Consider it joy, my dear brothers, when you face various trials, you know, that's at the top of my head. But it's in James 1, verse 2 through 3, I believe. But it, it talks about how we're going to face adversity, like no matter what, you're going to face it. And like you said, I think reading the word more and more, especially the book of Isaiah, which is a book that I'm, I'm currently in. Whenever it talks about in Isaiah 49, 15 through 16, it says, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Forget you, excuse me. I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Like knowing that you're not forgotten by God, I think that helps because I think the main thing where you're dealing with, with, with a situation that, that obviously you don't like, that, that you're experiencing and whatnot, I think the biggest thing is to think that you're forgotten by God, you know, Mm. like even reading the book of Job and going into that, like, I think that was Job's like first, his first response was like, where you at God? 
Like, like, it's hard. Like, it's like, God, where are you at? Because, like, when things are going great, you know, you're on the mountaintop. It's like, yeah, I love Jesus. I love God. Like, we all can relate to that. If you've been to, like, yeah. a Christian camp, it's like, I love At Jesus. Jesus exactly. Yes. And you get home, it's like, bro, I'm about to go to Africa, about to change the world, bro. And it lasts for about two days. <laughs> After two days, bro, it's like, where's Jesus at? <laughs> and it's tough, right? And, like I said, one of the things that I love, like, about pastors like jp and people like that shout out to harris creek is that they keep it real when it comes to adversity yeah they talk about like you learn more in the valleys experience the valley experiences of your life than you do on the mountaintops and it's so true yeah because when when things are going great when you're riding high like sure you know you may learn a few lessons or two but when things are going like terribly that's when it's like okay that's when the rubber meets the road that's when we see what you're made of right yeah and that's when we have to, like, fully depend and lean on God and Christ just to, like, get through those times. And it's so necessary, though. Like, even in my life, I've seen that, like, how, you know, there are situations that you go through. But when you come out of it, it's just like, you're like, okay, God, you really, okay, I see, I see why you did that. Yeah. I understand now. Like, that was absolutely necessary to get me out of that sp- space and get me into this place. Like, yeah. It's just necessary sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. I, I taught a devotional one time for uh, the Upward Kids, and we learned, we talked a little bit about that verse in James, and we talked about Job. And one of the things that I told them that honestly helped me this past semester, because it was very stressful, was talking about in Job's situation. Job stopped asking the question of why, because why, like, it it, it points fingers. It, sh- it wants to shift the blame to somebody. Why? It says, I need somebody to put my pain on. You know, God, why is this happening, right? Mm-hmm. Why is this going on? Why did I lose my mom? Why did my parents lose their job? Like, why likes to shift the blame? And it may not even be a bad question you're asking, but the question we should learn to ask and the question that is the most valuable to us is how, right? Yeah. Like, like how in spite of this can God use this for my good? Because he even talks about that, Bob, how he'll use a situation like a negative situation for your benefit. One of the, you know, the poster boys for that is Joseph. Joseph got sold into slavery to Egypt. He got accused of raping his master's wife. He got thrown into prison, was in there for all that time. Betrayed by his siblings. By his own siblings, <laughs> by his own blood. Like, like, if y'all betrayed me, like, I'm never talking to y'all again. I'm going to keep bad. it above 100. <laughs> no, but, like, Joseph is, like, the poster boy of, like, bad things happening for no reason at all. Like, Joseph didn't do anything wrong. But God still turned around for good. And out of that, God bought deliverance for the Israelites. And that's, like I said, that's the biggest thing. Whenever you learn to ask how, like how in the midst of a situation can you grow from it, I think that's what, that's what changes life. That's what changes your life, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I think my biggest thing when I'm going through something, of course it's hard sometimes whenever you're going through it to like think like this but I just always pray I'm like Lord like I know this is like this is tough I'm struggling you know I'm struggling but like I just like want you to be glorified like I want the way I walk through this situation to glorify you and lift up your name and then I can I can be a witness to other people who may go through the same thing that I just went through and that's what I love too is like I can go to those who are going through the same situation and I can be encouraging and be like don't like don't give up in this valley like i promise Mm -hmm. like it gets so much better yeah yeah i think that's that's probably one one of the biggest things also just knowing that that like i said god can use a situation a terrible situation and bring about you know good out of it 
like you did with Joseph. And obviously the biggest example, Jesus, right? A crucifixion, yeah. a horrible situation, but about a resurrection. I think once you learn to realize that, that no matter how bad a situation may look, God has a purpose for it, then, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it just, it, something different happens, you know, in the midst of that horrible situation. It may not mean that the situation goes away or, you know, it stops or anything like that, but something different happens where it's like, okay, I can go with this because I'm not going alone, right? That's the biggest thing. When people go through trials, when they go through difficulties, when you know that you're not alone in the midst of it, it helps, right? Yeah. Whether it's with friends or always with God, you know, it just helps, right? But that's all we have today. Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you guys next week. This is On Track with Zach, episode two. All right. It is season one, episode two. You're absolutely right. But if anyone listening right now, if they have any comments or questions, they can get at you. And if I can give the email address, is at gmail.com. Y-A-B-O-Y-Z-A-C-I-S. is at gmail.com for any questions or comments. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another edition of On Track with Zach. Be blessed. <laughs>